Stay With The King is a 3ABN Australia television production developed to lead children through a study of the Bible and to grow in their understanding and love for God. We invite you to download your weekly study guide at adaywiththeking.com. So come on, kids, join us now and each week for A Day With The King. Welcome to another Bible song program. Uncle Finney, Hannah, Pastor James, Auntie Diane and Max and I are happy that you have joined us again. I'm Auntie Rosemary, by the way. Putting the Bible to music is the easiest way to learn it and it sticks God's word in your mind for a long time. Once you learn the songs, you can teach them to your family, friends, Pathfinder Club or Sabbath school class or just about anyone. When we do nice things for others, even teaching them scripture songs, we're showing them what Jesus is like. Then God can work to change their hearts as well as ours through learning Bible verses. Let's sing and let us not be weary. enjoyed singing that song. Because of this next Bible song, I came to really like Psalm 139. Sit down and read the whole Psalm sometime. Did you know that God knew you before you were born and he saw every part of your little body being formed? We are precious to God. Let's sing, O Lord. O Lord, thou hast searched me Down, and I'm acquainted with all my 
makes lots of promises to us in the Bible. And do you know he keeps each one? We'll sing about one of them now in Philippians chapter 1 verse 6. Let's sing this song twice. song comes from the last two verses of Psalm 139. God knows everything about us, even our secret sins that no one else knows. We should ask God to show us any bad things in our hearts so we can turn away from those sinful habits. That is what this song is about. If we love and obey God, nothing can separate us from His love and blessing.
Let's sing Romans 8 verses 38 and 39 through once. Enjoy singing Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. It tells us what type of things we should be thinking about. Listen carefully to what we should keep our minds on as we learn this scripture song together. Whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, God's goal is that those who believe in him will be united in faith and will grow in their characters to be just like Jesus. Let's sing Ephesians 4 verse 13 through twice so you can become more familiar with the tune. Till we all come in the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God. Fade. 
thank you for singing with us. After this short break, you can join the A Day with the King Bible study. Meanwhile, see you next time as we sing more of the Bible together. Bye. Come on, everybody, come and join our Bible study. Hello, children. We're glad you've joined us today. I'm Uncle Daniel, and you're just in time for today's A Day with the King Bible study. Our last study together was very sad because we learned how Adam and Eve were deceived into eating the forbidden fruit by Satan as a serpent. At that moment, sin entered the world, bringing with it suffering, sadness and death. But today we will hear about God's wonderful plan to save us and the whole world from the curse of sin. This plan is called the plan of salvation. Elkan, can you please pray for us? Dear God, please help us to understand your amazing plan to destroy sin and bring us life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Elkan. First, let's see when God made his rescue plan. Oyun, could you please read Titus 1 verse 2 for us? In hope of eternal life, which God, who cannot lie, promised before time began. At the end of the verse, there is an important little phrase, before time began. God didn't want sin to happen, but he made a plan and was ready to deal with it before it happened. Adam and Eve were meant to live forever in a perfect world. All their children were meant to live forever too. But because they sinned, they gave away that wonderful future for themselves and every other human being. Now, God is working to again give us the chance to live forever in that perfect world. What role does Jesus or Christ have in fulfilling God's promise of eternal life? Sai, could you please read John 10 verse 11? I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. Jesus is speaking here. He says that he is like a shepherd who looks after his sheep. A shepherd who loves his sheep would die for them. We are Jesus' sheep. He gave his life for us. He volunteered to die for us. No one forced him. What about God the Father? Was he forced to send Jesus? No. In John 3.16, it says that he gave Jesus. A gift is always a free choice. Otherwise, it's not a gift. He doesn't love us because of Jesus' sacrifice. He made the sacrifice because he loves us. How wonderful! Both God the Father and Jesus were willing to make the biggest sacrifice ever made so we could be saved. Let's look at Romans 6 verse 23. Leon, could you read that one for us? For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. We can't buy forgiveness with money. This verse tells us that the wages of sin is death. If we sin, we will die. Tamia, what does Romans 3.23 tell us about who has sinned and thus deserves to die? For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. 
God planned to free us from Satan by paying the penalty of sin for us. God's plan was to do more for us than that. Nadava and Elkin, could you please read John 3, 14 and 15? And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. In the wilderness, the Israelites were bitten and killed by deadly serpents. God commanded Moses to make a brazen or metal serpent on a pole so that everyone who looked at it in faith would be healed and not die. The people who refused to look did die, while those who looked lived. Jesus said that just like the serpent in the wilderness, he would be lifted up on a cross to pay for our sins. If we looked at him on the cross and believed that he died for our sins, we would live. Through his sacrifice, his love would attract us to him. But God's plan went even further. Oyun, what does 2 Corinthians 3 verse 18 say? But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. When Adam and Eve sinned, they and every person born after them could no longer keep God's law. So Jesus would come from heaven to live on earth as a human baby. His life would be an example to us. If we believe in him and love him, he will help us to be like him. That is what this verse means when it says we will be transformed or changed into the same image. We need to have his character in us to be ready for heaven. By coming to live on earth, Jesus would completely save from sin all who choose to follow him. But did you know that Jesus didn't just come to earth just to save us? Jesus said that Satan is a liar. He told lies to deceive the angels in heaven. He told lies to deceive Adam and Eve. He lies to us too. He says that God's word is not true and that God's law is unfair. What does the last part of 1 Corinthians 4 verse 9 say? Sai, could you read that one for us? We have been made a spectacle to the world, both to angels and to men. This verse tells us that the angels are seeing everything that happens on earth. The angels see how Satan tempts people to sin and the terrible results of, their, of those choices. They also see God helping us, even though we have rebelled against God and they join him in that work. What the angels see happening on earth shows them that the things Satan says about God and his law are false. But let's look at one final thing he would do by becoming human. Leon, can you read John 12 verse 31? And also, what did Jesus call Satan in this verse? Now this is uh, this the judgment of this world now the ruler of this world will be cast out. God originally put Adam in charge of looking after this planet. By deceiving Adam and Eve into sin, Satan stole dominion over this world from Adam. From then on, he claimed to be the ruler or prince of this world. 
he says the world belongs to him. But actually, the world never belonged to Adam and Eve. The earth has always belonged to God who made it. So Satan's claim to be prince of this world has only ever been partly true. We know that only a part truth is a whole lie. But certainly sin has had an effect on our world. Tamir, what does Romans 8.22 say about that? For we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pains together until now. Romans 8.22 tells us about the results of sin, that everything on earth, plants, animals, people, everything has been wrecked by sin. All the animals and plants were supposed to have eternal life too. By coming to live as a human being, Jesus would win back the earth that had been stolen from him through Adam's sin. What does Revelation 21 verses 1 and 3 say God will finally do? Nadava and Elkin, could you read those for us? Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Also there was no more sea. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. God will not only save us and give us eternal life, but will one day destroy destroy every last trace of sin completely. Then he will live here in a brand new earth forever with those who love him. Our torchlight reading today from the Desire of Ages, pages 25 and 26, also tells us about that. Oyun, could you read that for us? The work of redemption will be complete in the place where sin abounded. God's grace much more abounds. The earth itself, the very field that Satan claims as his, is, not to, is to be not only ransomed but exalted. Aren't God's plans unbelievably marvellous? That is what our memory verse today is all about. Can we say Isaiah 55, 8 and 9 together? For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. Who would like to live on that new earth one day? Me! Sai, would you please pray for us? Dear God, thank you for your wonderful plan to save us. We love you and choose to follow you. In Jesus' name, Amen. On that triumphant note, our study today ends. Remember to download this week's daily Bible study guide number 68 from our website at www.adaywiththeking.com to learn more about this topic. Be sure to join us next time as we learn how God has told us about his wonderful plan. Until then, goodbye and God bless. Bye.
You've been listening to a production of 3ABN Australia Television. God bless you kids and remember to join us next week. Compiled by Remnant Publications, the book Get Ready for a Miracle recounts true stories that prove that when we step out in faith, God displays His power in undeniable ways. Here is our reader, Sandra Ashton. This story is entitled The $10,000 Question. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20 says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. As the principal of a conference academy, I often found myself robbing Peter to pay Paul. One month, we were especially short on money to pay the teachers' salaries and bills. Unfortunately, the conference could not meet my request for help, as there were other schools in the same predicament. While I was at church, I got an impression to ask a specific gentleman for some money. I looked at him and paused, wondering if this was God's suggestion. Go ahead, ask him. I felt the urge again. I approached the man and said, The Lord told me to ask you for some money. Just how much did the Lord tell you to ask me for? He replied. Not prepared for this response, I thought a minute and said, $10,000. To my utter amazement, he said, Well, okay then, I will give you that. In shock, I blurted out, Wait, I mean 15000 He countered, You said $10,000, so that's what I will give you. The next week, true to his word, he sent a cheque for $10,000. That month, all the bills were paid and every teacher received their salary on time. This man has given almost $70,000 over the years since leaving the academy, but this donation of $10,000 was a complete surprise. A reflection associated with this story comes from The Desire of Ages, page 827. So it may be now. Instead of man's speculations, let the word of God be preached. Let Christians put away their dissensions and give themselves to God for the saving of the lost. Let them in faith ask for the blessing and it will come. The outpouring of the Spirit in apostolic days was the former reign and glorious was the result. But the latter reign will be more abundant. Joel chapter 2 verse 23. The $10,000 question was written by Dr. Juanita Martin, Principal at Peterson Warren Academy in Michigan and serves as Adjunct Professor at Wayne Community College. She has worked in the field of education for 42 years. You can visit peterson-warren.net for more information.